Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We are in Pickerel's Treasury, the PAL Season 2, Chapter 2, Paragraph 6, Parag Bet, Mishnah Vav. Ohaya Omer. He would say, Ain bor A boar cannot be fearful of sin. Nor can an Amaaretz be scrupulously pious. A bashful person cannot learn. And an impatient person cannot teach. And anyone excessively occupied in business cannot become a scholar of a makom she'ein anashim, in a place where there are no leaders, ishtada lihiyos ish, strive to be a leader. As a side note, pause, this this version, this season of the PAL we're doing, Leila Nishmas, my dad and my brother, Chaim Yitzchak, Michal Shlomo, and Menachem Svim, Chaim Yitzchak, but the Pirkei Avos I chose is the one my dad used to use when he learned every week, and the quote that I thought of for him back in the day, was for this quote from this mission, because he was a leader, he was a community doctor, he was a community leader, was in charge, a medical director of a nursing home, and he had his own office and saw patients in his home, and he always strived to become a leader in the place when there was no leaders, he would be a leader. And on some little, little level, if I can emulate that, if we could all emulate that, that would be great. So let's get back to what the commentary says here. So he used to say, a boar cannot be fearful of sin. A boar is a person of no substance without even the minimal intelligence necessary to conduct basic business. Rashi and Rab, in the context of our Mishnah, a boar is one who is completely lacking in Torah knowledge, good deeds, or character refinement. Unaware of right and wrong, he is unable to maintain fidelity to Torah law or ethics, like an unplanned field. That was from Reb Yonah and Rambam. Sade bore an unplowed field. No spiritual growth is possible for the labor. And there's a differentiation according to Deferis' stroll between one who is fearful of sin, Yerechet, and a God-fearing person, Yerei Elohim. While a boar may act improperly out of fear of divine retribution, he has not developed a true sensitivity to the abhorrent nature of sin. Unlearned person cannot be pious. The term chassid refers to someone who is aware of the law and chooses to do more than it requires. An unlearned person can be fearful of sin, but he can never be scrupulously pious, Rashi Rab, as long as he lacks knowledge of the extent of the law and what is considered desirable behavior. They say, you're supposed to go lift name, Yeshua Sadim. We're not just supposed to do the letter of the law, exactly what the law says. We're supposed to go above and beyond. That's why they say, when you're supposed to give a tenth of charity, someone who was left nameless, it didn't goes a little bit more, it goes a little bit more, you go a little bit more than what the basic tenant should be. That's why the wonderful quote is someone who says little but does much because he goes above and beyond, way beyond, way beyond what the basic necessity would be. Avraham in our parshas or Karn parshas said, let me give you a little bit, a little bit to eat. And he gave them a whole scrupulous, scrumptious meal and they only thought he was giving them a tiny bit. You have to go above and beyond what you say. You can't just go to the basic, basic. you got to go above that. A bashful person can't learn. While bashfulness generally is a positive trait, like we'll see in 524, it is counterproductive to success in Torah study. Rav Yonah, if a person is in a shir, is in a lecture, and doesn't understand something, but he's too embarrassed to ask, he'll never understand What's going on? Lahavda, 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 in OT school and grad school, if there was something I didn't understand, I had to raise my hand and ask, even if it was explained, because you have to understand what you're being taught. Otherwise, you'll never learn. If you're too embarrassed to ask in grad school and college and school or whatnot, and then you never learn it because you never asked it, it's not 
Good. Even if it's a little embarrassing, it's better to learn it and be embarrassed for a minute and understand it for a lifetime. My wife is a teacher. If a student doesn't understand something, they have to ask, they have to learn. Otherwise, they may never understand the clarification and the clarity of the topic. One must unembarrassedly seek to grow spiritually, for if one is afraid of being ridiculed for his questions, he will never be able to clarify his doubts. As Rav says, it is better to risk being thought a fool than to remain silent and relinquish intelligence. From the Tiferes Yisrael, a very famous quote. A quick, impatient person can't teach. A teacher who is impatient with his students and intolerant of their questions will never succeed at teaching. His students will fear his sharp retorts and will be afraid to seek clarification. Instead, a teacher must exhibit a cheerful disposition towards his students that they will feel free to make any inquiries or inquiries. Rav and Rashi, Rambam renders Kaptan as a perfectionist. Such a person is unsuited for teaching. Every mistake on the part of his students will elicit his anger, undermining their self-confidence and impeding their growth. Rav Yona adds that one must be ready to repeat the lesson to his or her students time and time again until it penetrates. According to a story in the Talmud, I believe that there was a teacher who taught his students 400 times and he still didn't get it and he did it again because you have to teach it again and again and again until it penetrates, until it gets in. The axiom, explains, is based on King Solomon's teaching, the gentle words of the wise are heard from Kohelas. Students should never feel that their relationship with their teacher is an adversarial one. Only when the teacher senses that his students are inattentive may he still fear in them from Kasuvas. And even this rebuke, should be given in a way that allows his love for his child student to shine through. At the bottom of the previous page, patience is perfect. The classic instance of a teacher's patience is recording the Talmud. Aravin 54b, this is what we taught, what we just mentioned. Rav Preda had a student who had to have each lesson repeated 400 times before he understood it. One day, Rav Preda was asked to attend to a certain matter involving a mitzvah. Before leaving, he taught the lesson the usual 400 times when the student still did not grasp it. Rav Preda asked, why is today different? The student answered, from the very moment they told the Rebbe, there's a mitzvah matter for him to attend to. My attention was diverted because I thought at any time the Rebbe would leave. Where Rebbe said, pay attention and I'll teach you. And he taught him another 400 times. The heavenly voice emanated and asked Rebbe, do you prefer that 400 years be added to your life or that you and your generations merit the life of the world to come? And he replied that I and my generations merit the life of the world to come. The Holy One Blessed be He said, give him both. Rav Mordechai Gifter describes Rav Preda's student not necessarily having meager intellect, but rather as one whose inquisitive mind constantly saw new angles of interpretation and new levels of understanding, which caused him to incessantly question his teacher. Rav Preda never tired of answering his perpetual questioner. Halavai, we should have even a 400th of that to teach it one time and then many more times after that. The best investment, Rafael Goetz, an alumnus of the Tel Shei Yeshiva in Lithuania, married the only child of Kalman Wasatsky, who controlled the monopoly on tea in Sars, Russia. Goetz took over the business upon his father-in-law's passing and employed Rabbi Yehuda Leib Grobbert on full retainer and ensconced him in a book-filled room next to his own office. Rabbi Grobbert's company duties were twofold. He was to rule on any pertinent halakhic question involving the business. He was learned with Goetz whenever an employer had him free time. The rest of the time, he was free to pursue his own studies. Anyone excessively occupied in business can't be a scholar, so someone who doesn't have the time to free the studies, they won't become that scholar, like we just read. Our sages taught... Based on Deuteronomy, Torah knowledge is not to be found among international business travelers since their business dealings dominate their schedule with Torah study occupying a secondary role, which it should not. They will never taste real success in learning. Warped Outlook. One who is involved excessively in business indicates that he views success as a product of human effort. Such a person will use any and all means at his disposal 
in order to be successful, ethic behavior will fall to the wayside. One who is blessed with the insight that his business efforts will not necessarily translate into fiscal success will make a normal effort to earn a living, but wary, but will be wary of excessive involvement. In place where there are no leaders, strive to be a leader. When there's a dearth of leaders who can issue decisions, one must make every effort to f- to fill that role, even though it entails great responsibility, as Rav explains. Rav Yonah and Meir warn that someone should not practice excessive humility. If the times or locations suffer from spiritual decline and no one more qualified is available, he should step into that leadership role. On the other side, they comment that if one cannot find a friend or mentor to teach him and offer him constructive criticism, he should strive to be his own teacher, his own leader, and offer himself corrective advice, striving to grow until he becomes a man of distinction. And also, a person should never be satisfied with his spiritual attainments, no matter where he is. Even in a place where there are no people who occupy a greater spiritual plane than he, he should not rest on his laurels. Under such circumstances, the Mishnah instructs him, he must still strive to be a man, seeking to emulate the great people of earlier times and working towards greater achievements. A person should always strive and always look to the future, try to do more and more and more, never be complacent, try to reach more people, learn with more people, try to help more and more people. So in this mission, now we see good things about how we should learn, how we should teach, how we shouldn't be embarrassed for learning, and make time for learning, and realize that when there's no one else, we have to step up to the plate. Join us next time as we move over to paragraph 7, where Hillel, who we're talking about here, saw a skull floating in the water, and let's see what he said about it and what we can learn from it. Here on the PAL with Tani G, and I'm your host, Tani G.